What are we talking about? You remember, this is the last Sunday for this subject, and I, I think you'll probably be relieved. What are we talking about? Your tongue. And uh, we've covered, you know, quite a bit of information, and we looked at some negative aspects. Today we're going to close with some positive things. And we could go on and on about this, but we want to go into another subject next week. But uh, you're going to have to have your Bibles today. And if you'll listen carefully, a lot of the information that will be given here in just a few moments will be covered in common ground. So it will be real easy. So remember that this Wednesday you're going to cover, you know, the information that we've talked about the tongue, very general, and it will be very easy. But uh, look at uh, Proverbs chapter 18. I've enjoyed this subject, and, uh, you know, I suppose if you're not using your tongue correctly, maybe you haven't enjoyed this subject. (laughs) Proverbs 18, and verse 21. Proverbs 18, and verse 21. I'm going to read it to you from the New King James, and I'll read to you another translation. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life. If you love death, you're going to have the wrong fruit. If you love life, you're going to have the right fruit. Here's the other uh, translation that I like. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Words kill. Words give life, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I like that. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Now look to Deuteronomy 30, because after I read that the other day, I was reminded of this scripture, and you know this scripture well. Deuteronomy 30. Now I'm going to make you go through the Bible today. And there's nothing wrong with that because I'm going to give you a lot of Scripture today. I might comment on some things, but let's let the Word tell you today how to use your tongue. Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, it says, But the Word is very near you, in your your what? Mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Now look it down at... uh, uh, verse 15, let's read that. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. Now look at verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I've set before you life and death. Didn't we just read about that? Proverbs 18. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Well, how do you bless someone and how do you curse someone? With your mouth. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Every day, you and I have the responsibility to choose words of life. Now, you don't have to choose words of life. You can choose words of death and cursing. We can choose words of life to speak. And our words of life that we speak will not only affect our spiritual destiny, but the destiny of our children. Your words and my words will affect your future and their future. Now, if that isn't give you 
you know, a responsibility to speak the right words. Amen? Now, I'm going to go through here and review. This is a test. Everyone say, this is the test. Let's see if you can answer it, because if you don't answer these questions, I'm going to start at the beginning with this whole series. How does God view gossip? Sin. Thank you. Gossip, in God's, God's viewpoint, is sin. Number two, why is gossip called whisperings? Whisperings, you have that in the scripture. Why is it called whisperings? It's done in secret. Not always, but most of the time at the water cooler. In the bathroom. Wherever. How can gossip affect a church? Cause division. Boy, so far, so good. Here's, this might be a tough one. Let's see if you remember this. People who gossip are usually people who have been what? Hurt, we'll count that, or offended. Hurt or offended. And then they will call other people along their side that have been hurt or offended by the boss or the pastor. And then they begin to talk. Okay, here's one from Proverbs. What does a talebearer reveal, and what does a faithful person do? Don't make it hard now. What does a talebearer reveal? Secrets. Okay, and what does a faithful person do? Well, what's the opposite? Huh? Conceal it? Cover it. Okay. What should you do? Now, listen. What should you do when someone begins to gossip? Walk away is one thing to do. But what's another thing you can do if you're in the presence of someone who begins to gossip? Call them on the carpet. Say, whoa, I realize, you know, this, you're, maybe you've been hurt or offended by the boss, but... I'm not going to get sucked into talking about him. But see, most Christians don't have the backbone to confront because they don't want to delve into that and they think that's wrong. No, it's, it's wrong for you sometimes to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes it's good for you and I to open our mouth and say, listen, that's wrong. And I'm not going to stand here and talk about that. Maybe you don't like, but that's the truth. Confront that person. If you confront them, I'll guarantee you they won't do it again around you. You're awful quiet here today. You're thinking, I got somebody at work like that. Okay, here's the the last one. This is a tough one. What should you do if you find yourself gossiping? Thank you, Terry. You better repent because gossip is what? Sin. Okay, you passed the test. Now, look at Psalm 34. I'm going to go through here quickly. 
where's my, do I have my, Julie's in the office, I bet. Psalm 34, verse 1. I'm going to give you scriptures that will tell you how to use your tongue, Larry. You're welcome. Everyone say, I want to know how to use my tongue correctly. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall sometimes, occasionally. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Think about that. So what should you use your tongue and what should I use my tongue and my mouth to do? It's a no-brainer. Praise the Lord. Psalm 66, you don't need to turn there. In verse 17, the psalmist said, speaking of God, and he was extolled with my tongue. So your tongue, you know, you should wake up and I should wake up in the morning and the first words out of our mouth should be praise to our God. The last thing out of our mouth should be praise to our God. And I realize we don't always do that, but I'm saying that's a goal we should set. Look at Psalm 35. Psalm 35. And verse 28. Well, I'll start with verse 27. It says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the what? Prosperity of his servant. Now, if God has pleasure in your prosperity, boy, I'll tell you, that's an opportunity to do what? Bless God. And it says in verse 28, And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise in the morning. All day long. Are you getting it today? How you and I are to use our tongue. Now, righteousness here basically means this simply, acting or speaking according to God's standards. Acting or speaking according to God's standards. That's what righteousness means. So when you and I speak, it should be according to our standards. No, it should be according to God's standards. Here's God's standard right here. So our mouth and our tongue and our words should line up with Scripture. Amen. The Living Bible says it this way, And I will tell everyone how great and good you are. I will praise you all day long. How many of you right now at this point in this sermon recognize that maybe you could do something more with your tongue? Yes. Look at Psalm 126. Psalm 126. The, the, the use of your tongue every day is a life and death matter. So let that sink in. The use of your tongue and your words every day is life and a death matter. In other words, your words can be life and your words can be death and destruction to others. Here's one more. Psalm 126. Speaking of a... Uh, 
in verse 1 of Israel, it says, When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our what? Tongue with singing. And then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. So, you know, we can sing. Some of us can't carry a tune. Amen. Some of us can. But it says we're to use our tongue to sing. Listen, when I sing, I'm usually by myself. And I can sing. My wife can't sing. She can make a joy. Some of you just make joyful noises. But you know, God honors that. Amen. So don't get mad at us if the others can sing. Right? And carry a tune. But what it, what it comes down to is do something. Sing. You know, make a joyful noise. Look at Psalm 37. Psalm 37. This is kind of an easy, you know message today, but I I think we need to look at the scripture and see how we're to use our tongue correctly. We've learned how we're not to use our tongue, complaining, gossip. Now we're finding out how to use our tongue. Psalm 37, verse 30 and 31. It says, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. And his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Listen, I'll tell you something. This is, a, this is another no-brainer. What's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And you can get around people, and you can tell by their words, there's not a law, lot of the law of God or the word of God in their heart. Because all that's coming out of their mouth is contrary to the Word of God. And that's the key. We've got to get in the Word, meditate in the Word, put the Word on the inside of our heart so when we open our mouth, it'll come out. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You and I have a responsibility every day to get the law of God or the Word of God into our heart so it will come out of our mouth. How many of you ever said something? You'd say, I can't believe I said that. And maybe in a negative sense, you open your mouth. I've done it many times. You open your mouth and you say things. Oh, I wished I I hadn't said. How, How many have ever said, I wished I hadn't said that. But you know, once you say it, the words are out there and it's too late then you're going to regret it. So our tongue should be used to speak God's wisdom and God's justice. Okay. Very important. Um, Look at uh, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Verse 172. Let's start with Psalm 170, verse 170. It says, let my supplication come before you. Psalm 119, 170. 
Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips shall utter praise. For you teach me your statutes. The verse 172. My tongue shall speak of what? Your word for all your commandments are righteousness. So our mouth and our tongue should utter God's word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you. That's how we should use our our tongue. The word of God. How many of you, you know, I've got, I've memorized scriptures and prayers and I pray them every day. And I encourage you every day to, to take scripture and, and memorize it and get it on the inside of you and speak it every day so it becomes a natural thing. Amen? It's important you learn the scripture. I, you know, Psalm 23, when I was a, a young minister, I used to read it, but I don't need to read it anymore because it's on the inside of me. You've got to get it on the inside of your heart if you expect to speak it out of your mouth. Look at Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 11. This is interesting. It says, the mouth of the righteous. Now, I'm going to ask you something. How many of you are righteous. Let me see your hands. Well, you're righteous because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. So I guess this scripture fits you. I realize this is Old Testament, but it says the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. A well of what? A well of life. So your tongue and your mouth every day should be a well of life to your family, to your co-workers, to your neighbors, wherever you go. Say, my mouth is a well of life. But how many of you, or how many of you know people? Let me ask you this. Let's do it this way. How many of you know people, work with people, their mouth is not a well of life? Amen? But your mouth and my mouth should be a well of life. Why? Because the word of life is in our hearts. So out of it should come life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks well of life. One translation says, the mouth of a good person is a deep life-giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is is a dark cave of abuse. Okay, look at Proverbs 12. There's so much information. We could have covered so much, and I just took some scriptures and highlighted them. Proverbs 12 and verse 18. This kind of goes with the last one. It says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. Know anybody like that? But the tongue of the wise what? Promotes health. Promotes health. Here's here's the best translation I found. 
Some people like to make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise man soothe and heal. The words of, so if your words are soothing and, and provide healing to others, what are you compared with? A wise person. So if, you're, if your words are always cutting remarks and putting people down, what's the opposite of a wise man? Proverbs, a fool. A fool. Okay. Proverbs 15, 4, you don't need to turn there. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. How many of you have worked with somebody that griped? I know you never have. You don't have any employees that gripe and complain. Not a one. How many work with somebody, though, that gripe and complain? Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever griped and complained? How many have ever griped and complained about me? (laughs) Somebody's got to take the place of your mama. Do you think I've griped and complained about you? Many times. Sure I have. Any preachers gripe and complain, and if they said they didn't, they're lying. I said every preacher, every sheep, we've all complained. We've all griped, and it doesn't bring life. It breeds discouragement. So what should we all do? Repent. Amen? Gentle words cause life and health. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. Look at Proverbs 15.2. Look over a chapter. Proverbs 15.2. Start with verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the Wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours pours forth foolishness. So you you and I need to use our tongue using knowledge rightly. Here's, Here's another translation. I like this one. Knowledge flows like spring water from the wise. Fools are leaky faucets dripping nonsense. How many of you want to drip nonsense? How many of you want to have knowledge flowing like a spring? Now, some of you are just going to leave all beat up today, but there's hope. There's hope. Amen. Look at Proverbs 25. Proverbs 25. I'm going to send you away with a some scriptures today you can take home so you can meditate on them. Proverbs 25 and verse 15. It says, By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a what? A bone. 
a gentle tongue. Here's another translation. Be patient and you will finally win. A soft tongue can break hard bones. Gentle speech breaks down rigid defenses. We just read it to you. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many of you can remember, and this is, I mean, speaking a word that stirred up anger? Just me? But, you know, it's hard sometimes to learn how to speak a soft answer. Because if you'll speak a soft answer, it will turn away wrath. It'll break down those rigid defenses of that other individual. But if you scream at the other individual, I've missed it, just like you have. It doesn't promote peace. It doesn't promote healing in life. It does the opposite. Okay, before we go to New Testament, one more in Proverbs. And I'm, Proverbs 31. The virtuous wife... We'll share this with Kaylee today. Just remember, though, what I said today. (laughs) Husband-to-be. Proverbs 31, 26. Here's the characteristic of a virtuous wife. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the what? The law of kindness. The law of kindness. Do you have a tongue that you could say exemplifies the law of kindness? All right. Let's go to the New Testament. Look at Philippians chapter 2. Are you all going to know how to use your tongue? All Pastor Mike did was talk about complaining, gossiping. All he talked about was sin. No, that's not true because what am I, what am I giving you today? The Scripture, the Word of God, the proper use, the proper employment of your tongue. Philippians chapter 2, this is a good one. It says in verse 9, Therefore God also has highly exalted who? Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Romans 10 and 8, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. So you see, how should you use your tongue? To promote the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's that's so important. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So what grieves the Holy Spirit of God? 
corrupt communication. We learned about this last week. Stinking. Amen. Corrupt communication stinks. It's like rotten meat full of maggots. So we should speak words that build up and edify and encourage. How many of you can think of some time when somebody spoke a good word about you? How many of you can speak? I can remember as a young person when a mentor or a teacher or somebody said something kind or a parent said something kind that was encouraging to me. You remember something like that? Well, you and I should be the same way. You and I should use our words to speak to our children and our grandchildren, words that build them up and encourage them because the world is not doing that and will not do that. The world, the spirit of the world is to tear the people down. But our words should build up. Our words shall be encourage and bless others. Amen? Look at First Peter. Am I making you work today? First Peter, chapter 3. First Peter, chapter 3, verse 8 states... Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted, Be courteous or humble. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, what? Blessing. So our words should bless others, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. <clears throat> now listen. For he who would love life. How many of you love life? How many of you want to see good days? Let him or her refrain or restrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. So that's really a no-brainer too. If you want to enjoy life and have a good life and see good days, then refrain your tongue from evil. Resist speaking words that will corrupt and bring discouragement, and to tear down others. That's a good scripture, wouldn't you say? Now, one more. <clears throat> Psalm 89. And there were, there were so many. I, I couldn't give them all to you. All you need to do is get in your concordance and look up mouth. Look up lips. Look up words. Look up the word tongue. And I'll tell you what, you'll find a lot of scripture about that subject. Psalm 89, verse 1. I'm going to close with this one. It says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my what? With my what? With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to what? All generations. So it's my responsibility, older ones. To use your tongue and to use your mouth to tell the next generation about the goodness of God, about the faithfulness of God, the fact that God wants to bless you. Amen? That's what you should use your tongue for. Can I have that, a sheet? Do you have one handy for me? Would you please hand these out to everybody? Now, these, these aren't all of them, right? Oh, you got them all. Okay. Everybody get one of these.
We should have enough for everybody. And stand up when you get them, please. And we're going to read these together. Then you can take them, take them home and you can meditate on them. And by all means, this is just a handful of scriptures. You say, Pastor Mike, I've, no, you need to say that, but I, Pastor Mike, you're, you're thinking this right now. I've learned that I'm not supposed to gossip and I'm not supposed to complain and I'm not supposed to speak evil. Well, then, Pastor Mike, you're saying, what, what am I supposed to do? I'll show you. I'll show you. Make sure everybody has one. This first one, we're missing some, so I'll read it to you. It says, O Lord, what? Open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. So look that one up, and you can add that. O Lord, open my mouth. Say that. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Okay, let's read Psalm 63, 5. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Psalm 71, 8 and 24 says, Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. Psalm 120, verse 2, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. Here's a good one, Psalm 141, 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth, Keep watch over the door of my lips. Proverbs 8. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. Colossians 4.6. Let my speech always be with grace. Season with salt that I may know how to answer each one. Ephesians 6. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in all in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Psalm 17:3 You have tested my heart, you have visited me in the night, you've tried me and have found nothing. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Psalm 19 Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 34 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 35. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. 
Psalm 37, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. Psalm 39, I said I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle. While the wicked are before me, I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. One more, Psalm 45, 1. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Now, that's just a few. And what you need to do when you go through these, I I do this, personalize it, okay? Personalize it. Make it, you know, apply to you. And uh, if you work on this, getting these scriptures and asking God to help you use your tongue correctly, you're going to find yourself in the days ahead. And maybe in the old days, you would have said something otherwise, but because your mind is renewed to the word, and you know how to, what your tongue is supposed to speak, you're going to do the right thing, and then you're not going to live your life in regret. Amen? Amen.